Welcome everyone to the first episode of Basic Money Podcast. My name is Keith and I'm here with... I'm Josh. We have the pseudo-financial expert in a lot of different fields and me, the layperson who needs a lot more financial experience. So we're here to share advice and tips for those people like me who want to learn more about finance. For our first episode today, we are going to talk about retirement. So specifically, we're in our 30s and a lot of us might not even be thinking this, but should I plan for retirement? The basic answer to that is yes, you should always plan on the future. I think that's always a good idea. I think the main thing people get hung up on is how and why. And there's all these different options. There's all these different acronyms out there like IRAs, 401ks. Everybody knows. It's just I think everyone is hesitant because they don't want to look stupid about, okay, well, what should I do? What's a good amount to put in? So the answer is yes, you should be planning on it. How do you plan on it? I guess the first thing is, you know, how much do you really want to have? This is a big question that Josh and I have talked about. Whenever people talk about retirement, it's very like, I'm just gonna wait and see how much money I have when I can collect. The mentality of it really should be, how much are you gonna be spending per year once you get to this certain position, because that'll give you an actual dollar amount for how much you really want to retire. And I'm gonna make a weird left turn here. I hate the word retirement. Okay. Honestly, retirement sucks. That's not what you actually should be planning on. All right, retirement, well, what, what, what should we be planning for? Well, just because the traditional sense of the retirement is that you know you work for like 40, 30, 40 years, whatever, and then you have your golden years to do start saving or... and yeah. <laughs> not, not start saving, start spending and you start know, spending. do whatever you want. I think you're actually should look at it as planning your financial independence. Mm. And what I mean by that is you now have enough money or assets that are generating enough income that you don't have to work unless you want to. And I think that's where a lot of things come through. A lot of people call it, you know, F you money to where if their boss ever did something that they didn't like, they're like, you know what, F you, I'm out. <laughs> and you know, that's kind of the place everyone should try to be at for anything. And you don't have to be there all the way. You can, you know, be halfway there and you just know like, hey, I only need to make like 200 bucks a month to survive because everything else is making money, I'm good. That's really the plan is to be at that point of financial independence where, you know, you can wake up and work if you want to, or not work, volunteer if you want to, you can start doing whatever you really want, whether it generates an income or not. You have passive income, you have, you know, stockpile, like, and it's all based all really on your you know, your expenses, your living. And obviously for, for those out there, pa passive income, what, what exactly is some forms of passive income? Basically, your money working for you. You didn't have to go out there, either exchange your time or your service to get money. It just is growing itself. Some consider rental income to be a form of passive income. There is some work with it. Uh, stock dividends, that's another form. Lending money and collecting the payments and the interest, that's a form of passive income. So it's really just anything where you're not actively doing something to produce the income. Mm -hmm. If you're wanting to go through on like how you should plan that, the first real thing you're gonna have to look at is what do you spend a month to live and you know on your basic stuff and I say basic your housing your food your utilities and transportation that's really your four basics once you figure that part out and how much that takes then you can sort of calculate how much you'll need to have in a nest egg to stockpile and it's usually just multiply that by you know your year so by 12 and then multiply that by 25 and that's a good base amount that you should have 
in a retirement account or in any investments. So the simplest way to kind of go back into, you know, how you want to begin planning your retirement is most companies, whether private sector or public sector, you have things like as the 401k, the 403b. Anything with a Roth in front of it basically means that you pay taxes now, but then when you withdraw your money at the age of 59 and a half, you don't have to pay taxes on it. Traditional way is you don't pay taxes now, but you're later on gonna have to pay taxes. My analogy for it usually is it's raining outside, you have an umbrella. Mm -hmm. There's two ways to do it. Either you protect the money from the rain at the beginning and you have to get it wet at the end when you pull it out, or you get a little bit of your money wet going into the umbrella, but when you pull it out, it's a sunny day. It's never hit again. So okay. it's a weird analogy, but I like it. But that's kind of the way you protect your money and that's traditional way most people think of retirement accounts. Okay. From my experience with a lot of companies, they offer 401ks and they usually will do a match where if you put in 3%, the company will give you 3%, which is obviously free money. But besides using a company, is there another way that you could also take advantage of these sorts of accounts? So there's what's known as the individual retirement account. It's an IRA for short. There's you know traditional and Roth version as well as that. The only main difference is you can open that wherever. It doesn't matter if you're working, not working, and you can put money in it. The one thing is it's capped at the value, so what you normally can put in in a 401k is like 19 and a half, and these all adjust every year by going up. In the IRA, it's about like 6,500, I think, now. Yeah. So there's a lot less that you can put in it, but it is another tax shelter, so. Mm -hmm. Main reason why you want to do the saving and the retirement planning and all that is every money that you stash away buys you more time. That's really what it's about, is buying your future time. Because, I mean, you can go through life without planning any of this and just know that, you know, you're gonna work every day until probably you die. <laughs> The more money you save the way, the, the more time you're gonna buy in the future. And it's almost a little hard to think about now. You know, we're, we're, we're in an age where we feel like now is the time where we wanna do everything that we have the energy to do. So we throw out there, we, we, we go out to eat, we go out to drink, we go on all these vacations, we spend all this money, and we're living our lives. But I think there is a fine line between being able to enjoy your life now and being able to give yourself an extremely fulfilling life in the future as well. Yeah, it's not one or the other. Mm -hmm. you, you can have both. It's all personal finance. So whatever you want to do it, however long you want to take to get to the point where you feel you have enough money to not have to work. The main thing is like, I, I've done it. I spent my 20s, I, I can hardly remember my 20s. I spent a lot of it spending a lot of money and being a lot of drunk. We're gonna get into the backstory of Josh as well. This is gonna be, uh, that's gonna be a very good topic. So you get to know the inner workings of Mr. Josh. Should you plan for retirement? Easy answer. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> how do you, should you do it? The simplest way is probably see if your work has 401k, 403, be one of those options if not open up an IRA but that's, on your that, own. that's with like your bank account or something like uh, you can do or... bank account uh, there's fidelity there's a new uh, app M1 finance which is really great the one main thing is if you really want a very basic very you know run-of-the-mill where you know you'll be fine at retirement you won't be super wealthy but you'll have enough in there just bare minimum 10% into mm -hmm. those work your 30 40 years if you love your job it'll probably take that long to actually accumulate a good substantial amount of money. Other than that, you know, the higher the better always, 15%. If you always feel like, you know, I can't save that much, start at the 1%, 2%, 3%, and then just every quarter or even every month, just go in, log in, and up it one more percent. Up it one more percent. The main thing is you should up it enough to where it hurts and then pull back from there. So that's where you really know, like, 
you're you're set and you're still living your life. And if you feel like it's too much, you can always bring it down for a certain amount of time. If all of a sudden like you lost your work or whatever, or you know things are really tight, you're planning for something else like a wedding or a big purchase, drop that down for a little bit. Ideally, you wouldn't. You would just cut other places, but worst case, cut it down, bring it back up when you can. Perfect. Well. I think that's some good information for you all. Obviously, we're going to create more videos and kind of elaborate on a lot of these major topics that we discussed today. For now, though, if you have any questions, please leave your notes in the comments on what you want to hear from us, as well as any information that you want to share about the topic of retirement. Until then, my name is Keith. This is Josh in F Retirement. <laughs> it's financial independence. Planning you your financial independence. We'll see you next time.